The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. We're going to move across to the UK, and uh, it's a topic that's uh, aligned with what we're talking about. His name is David Barker. He's the founder of a project called Tech Center, and he was one of the UK's first internet entrepreneurs since 1994. David, thank you so much for joining us. Morning, Michelle. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here on the show, David. I've had the opportunity of working with you recently, and I was inspired by the journey that you have taken. David, let's talk about the idea of someone who spent his time many years, a decade, in a global corporation and then chose to become a social entrepreneur, but tackling issues of technology, social mobility, unemployment, poverty, great things which we need to address here in South Africa. Tell us about that journey. Yeah, so I, as I mentioned, I was one of the UK's first internet entrepreneurs in the early 90s. I'm very excited about the potential of the internet, its ability to connect people all over the world, equality of opportunity. You know, it really was going to transform society for the better. And I got into that. I started working for Intel, Microsoft, Cisco. We were futurists. We were mapping out how society needs to work. We were making things happen. And over 10 years, you know, the internet accelerated and was adopted by every country. But by 2004, 10 years in, I just recognise we're not on the right trajectory, that hmm. unemployment's getting worse, poverty's getting worse. Technology should be an enabler for better world, better lives, but it's not. So I decided I need to find out why. I think a lot of it's systemic, so I resigned from my business. I became a social entrepreneur and since 2004. I spent the first year of that just travelling the world. I went to... Germany, Russia, China, Africa, America, just working in communities, understanding what holds people back, and then rose out of that with, let's innovate, let's create new solutions to these problems, and let's work together. It is a complex issue. It requires government change, business change, societal change. Good news is I think they can get back on the right trajectory, it, but I think we need to be intentional about it, which is really where I'm applying my skill set I was a social entrepreneur. So, so you founded Tech Center a few, a few years back and essentially yeah. it's a social innovation agency and you heard, you may have heard our guest a little earlier, Abdullah, talking about the challenges of education but also the role of technology with regards to us ensuring we maintain our humanity. So not allowing technology to simply become a driver and just exclusion, exclusive or exclusionary with regards to our humanity. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, because that's that. Um, I mean, what's happening today, which is really discouraging, is how you know, it's so easy for people to attack other people. You know, humanity is about love and compassion, and yet why is it we wouldn't say something to somebody in the street, and yet we're happy to berate them online from, you know, behind an avatar? So I think hmm. what technology has done, I think, is enable people to be less compassionate and, and always attacking on, on that and not have a relationship. So I think what we need to do societally, I think we need to really get this into education as well, is just go back to the roots of respect and compassion and, and that we're all in this together and we all have to work together and we all need to own humanity from our own perspective as we then encourage others to... So technology shouldn't have caused what it has, but I think we all need to take responsibility of how we use technology and how we put humanity back into how we talk online and, and make sure it's not just an online conversation, but we're 
the connecting offline and, and having relation, real relationships as well. So, um, David, you and I were working on a project and one of the areas we were focusing on was around how we look at purpose and sustainability. And what became very clear, though, is that if we're going to look at education, as you've noted, we do need technology and we do need access to that technology. How do we provide that access to the hardware, to the um, data, to the Wi-Fi? What are some of the areas that you're working in? Yeah, so I've been involved in looking at what we call the digital divide for a couple of years. I think what's really important is COVID not caused the, the digital divide. The digital divide, digital poverty has been there for, for a long time. All COVID's done is accelerated and magnified the problem. So, I mean, how I'm trying to tackle that on a personal level, we know there's so many students now at home that don't have devices and data. So I've started up what's called the Digital Divide Fund. So we're actually fundraising. People can now donate into a central fund, and we're working with schools to identify disadvantaged students, and we're buying devices and data. So that's something we're looking to scale up uh, exponentially. That's what we can do as charities, as social entrepreneurs. But I think really this is, needs to fit at a government level, and I think we need to get government, industry, charities, social entrepreneurs around the table and work out solutions because every child today and tomorrow needs to have a device and data. It has to be solved, but it requires that um, government businesses and society working together. So, you know, we can create funds, we can buy device and data to, to fill the gap best we can, but we need to sit down across industry and government as well and make sure we have policies because tomorrow's left behind are those kids today that don't have devices and data. And, and the device poverty is the poverty that's going to put somebody into unemployment tomorrow because employers are going to be hiring people that have skills with technology, mm. have digital skills, and, and everyone needs to be upskilled in that way as well. You know, I'm, I'm, I got a chill when you said tomorrow's left behind. It does raise the issue, and I suppose we need to close off because we have to go to the news, but it does raise the issue of how tomorrow has to be addressed today. David, I want to say thank you so much for your time. If people are interested in finding out more about the work that you're doing and how you're working, how do they do that? Yeah, so my website is techcentre.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, they can, they can reach out to me there. I'm on LinkedIn as well, David Barker, and on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, please do connect. These are global issues, and I think going back to actually the point of government, business, society, it's not just that people in the UK work together, let's work across countries. So let's, let's create networks and let's really tackle this together. Fantastic. They certainly are global issues. That's David Barker. He's the founder of Tech Center. And go onto his website, techcenter.com. He is also talking on a panel this week. So look out for that because uh, you may find that really interesting as well. Tomorrow's issues must be dealt with today. And I think that's a very powerful comment indeed. Don't forget, after the break, we've got Professor Tuli Maronsela joining us with her guest and uh, also her music, her books, her thoughts on the world. And we'll go back in time a little with her. We'll also find out how she considers herself to be a makatsi, the vendor chief's paternal aunt. If you want to find out more about that, keep listening. It's nine o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.